Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey there. Okay. Courage Queen podcast family. We are kicking into another week and I am giving you this week a little bit of a different topic. The topic this week is red flags in friendships. So let's just get right into it. It's going to get spicy. First off, not every friendship that we have is good for us. Some of these friendships that we'll have over the course of our lives will do more harm than good. And I found that there are some key things that we are blind to and we tend to just go on believing or not being bothered by or pushing down or pushing away to the side to say, well, no, they mean well. Like we'll end up defending people for things that they do. And if we were to just have a conversation with someone that was healthy, they'd probably say, well, that's kind of a red flag, right? We do the same thing in relationships and dating. And, you know, red flags are kind of like a theme right now. So I figured this would be kind of a fun, spicy episode to get into your midweek <laughs> hump day. And so let's just jump right into it. I have always learned and been told that when people show you who they truly are, the first time, believe them. And I can see in so many different ways through my 20s where I did not spot more toxic type of behaviors or more unhealed tendencies. Let's put it that way. And I'm going to be the first one to admit, like there were so many times, I mean, through my 20s until honestly, I broke the silence in my own life and realized that I had to deal with my own internal issues and my own trauma that I had been pushing down for years. And I look back and there's so many mistakes that I made and so many things where I felt like I could have been that toxic friend. And there's so many of those areas that I'm still working on. And this is kind of what brought me to think about what would it look like to do a podcast episode on these red flags? So how do you spot more of a toxic friend or just a friendship in general that has more toxic tendencies? Okay, these are our red flags. So number one, I want to get right into it, is you realize that you feel worse about yourself when hanging out with them or spending time with them. And this could look like a couple different things. It could look like you just feel like your energy is drained after you've been in their space. This could be like they give you backhanded compliments. So they may say something about your weight or your appearance, something that like would kind of poke or trigger something internally about you that is trying to almost put you down. And that's why it's obviously a backhanded compliment. So it could be something like, you know, you get something nice and they say like, oh, I didn't think you could afford that. Or, you know, oh, those jeans make your hips look load slimmer. <laughs> Basically insinuating that, like, you looked ridiculous in whatever else you had on, right? Um, or insinuating that you're, like, their poor friend or their, you know, wh whatever the case may be. So I find 
that people give backhanded compliments for one of two reasons. Either they are jealous of you and see you as competition. So that's the first thing. And if they're jealous of you and they see you as competition, they'll have a really hard time giving you a straightforward compliment. Like they can't bear to give you a straightforward compliment of something that would make you feel good that would somehow dull their own spotlight. So, you know, that's reason number one. Reason number two I've kind of found or thought about is that they genuinely think that they are better than you. And that is kind of what the friendship is based on, of the fact that it's this comparison side by side, whether it's your businesses, whether it's your health goals, whether it's the job that you have. And they're constantly finding ways to like be that one-upper. So if you remember like that SNL skit where, uh, I don't know if you remember this, I'll have to include a, a link in the show notes or something like that. But it's Kristen Wiig on SNL back in the day, and somebody says something, and she's like, well, I, you know, actually did this for 500 people, and I was super important, and everybody loved it, and everyone wrote me notes, and she just constantly is like that one-upper in those situations, and they're making it funny, but they're basically, you know, speaking to that, you know, one-upper type of, I've always got to be competitive with you type of person, and Friends who view you as competition in any activity in life and don't support your goals, when it comes to your goals, they will often discourage you from going after your goals or they'll talk down about what you're doing. They'll kind of fill your head with self-doubt or try to get you to question what your life goals are. So I found when I have examined relationships that I am no longer in, had this pattern I've noticed of being that person that gives someone way too many opportunities because there were so many times where I felt like I've had friendships that they filled my mind with self-doubt and I look back at that now and I'm like that's so silly a true friend would be full of encouragement and would not be trying to stop me from going after what I want and what I feel like my calling is and instead I was in these situations where people were constantly like trying to push me away from what I wanted or tell me that they thought that something was better for me or was questioning my life path because it didn't fit what they felt like I was in their particular box. And here's the deal. If they don't want to take the ride with you and they don't want to help you on the journey and they're not going to be, you know, supportive of you, let them off at the next stop. It's as easy as that. Because at the end of the day, whatever the reasons are, the intentions are not good. True friends will have no problem complimenting you from the heart, and they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders. They're not threatened by your success. And so I've often had this happen in times where like, I've shared great things going on in my business, and there's been certain people that were a part of my life at one time that like made it a point to message and be like, oh, I'm also doing that. And like, they would immediately try to like one-up something that I was sharing on an Instagram story or... They would ask me like, hey, what's exciting going on in your life right now? And I would tell them and then they would automatically like find a way to compete with it rather than just being like, wow, that's great. I'm so happy for you because that was my automatic response. And I remember now looking back to moments like that and thinking like in almost in the back of my brain, knowing that it was a red flag because it felt weird. I was like, oh, this feels like cringy. But then I kind of just dismissed it and was like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what that's about, you know, moving on whatever. So that's number one is you realize you're feeling worse about yourself after you spend time with them and or you realize that their friendship is like a competition and they are giving you backhanded compliments and they're not going out of their way to support you and push you towards your goals. 
Number two is friends who only rely on you when something is wrong in their lives. So this will happen when their whole lives are falling apart, when they're in complete crisis, they will rely on you. They will expect you to drop everything and anything. And not that a friend shouldn't do that. But here's the caveat. They're dismissing your own hard seasons and moments of life with little to no emotional capacity to enter into them. Like they could you know, share something about what's going on in their life. And then they might not even ask you about your life at all. They might just simply gloss over it. And simply put, they're just not there when you need them. So in times of crisis, toxic friends will be nowhere to be found unless there is a party or something specific and important that's going on to them and basically vocalize their you know, distaste and how you didn't meet their expectations or how they were disappointed in you. And they're very quick to vocalize where they found that you did not measure up. So remember, if they are not there for you at your worst, they do not deserve you at your best. It's as easy as that. That's number two. So friends who are relying on you only when something's wrong with them or they're in complete crisis. Otherwise, they are completely emotionally unavailable for any of your stuff. And number three, friends that complain that you are not available enough for them or they focus on most of your shortcomings. And again, they're very quick to vocalize on these things often. So I remember this happened to me back with a group of friends that I was hanging out with years ago. And my grandma had cancer at the time. And so I really just completely went into isolation mode. I backed away. I sent, I remember sending a message to this group of friends over text, which is, you know, not great, but I was in a really difficult season and just worried about my family and my grandparent. And um, I just have to throw a plug in here that my grandma is a three-time cancer survivor and is absolutely incredible. She's so inspiring to me. But at the time, this was the third time that she was diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with this. And to be honest with you, in situations like that, and because I was very unhealed, I just completely, I think like most people would, like I just completely isolated myself from anything that wasn't work, family, or my husband. Like any other priorities in that season of my life just completely went to the wayside because I had to just simplify and focus on what was most important to me. And that meant that I was not going to be going out with this group of friends to drink and party and hang out, but that I was going to focus on things that were more of a high priority in my life at that time. And I remember texting this group of friends to let them know, like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit MIA because I've got some family stuff going on right now. And to be honest with you, I didn't really feel comfortable telling people what was actually going on. Like, I didn't come out and say, like, hey, my grandma has cancer and I'm really having a hard time processing it. And that's why I'm going to be kind of going into isolation mode. So I never actually communicated and told them that that was what was going on. But I basically sent a text that said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going, I'm going to be MIA. I've got some sickness going on in my family right now. And I just need to pull away and really focus on, um, focus on my family and the situation. And, um, you know, so I just wanted to let you guys know that, like, I'm probably not going to be, you know, popping into some of the things that we're doing for this season. And I'll never forget when I came back to that group of friends. And it was interesting. Like, I was no longer, I sent that message and I was no longer invited to things at all. Nobody checked in. And 
when I would talk to people one-on-one, like if I did reach out, which did not happen very often, I was often questioned about like where I was and why, you know, why are we not important enough for you? And I just found that as I was distancing myself from this to deal with this family crisis, these friends were nowhere to be found. It was all about like what was convenient to them and why I wasn't filling their needs. And I'll never forget, I went back to this gathering. Um, I think it was like, I don't even know, like two months later or something like that when things kind of had calmed down. And I remember going back to this group of friends and feeling like a complete outsider. I went to hang out and all of a sudden it was all clicky. All of a sudden, like no one was connecting with me. And I remember feeling so alone in those moments and leaving that gathering and just feeling like honestly complete crap because I was struggling with this really hard season. And yeah, I had been MIA and kind of isolated, but I think I got invited to like one of their birthdays or something like that. And this was like my reintroduction to the group. But after coming back to that and being questioned or them focusing on my shortcomings and really vocalizing those, I really noticed that saying goodbye and distancing myself from that group was a needed priority. And needless to say, those people are not in my life anymore. And sometimes we have to have courage to make those really difficult decisions that will ultimately lead to finding your people, finding the small collection of people. You know, you don't have to be best friends with everybody. And that was really one of my biggest prayers is I don't want to go as wide anymore and have all of these like, you know, superficial type of relationships, but I really want to go deep. And so that's number three is if you have friends that are complaining to you or always focusing on your shortcomings or being like you're never around, but yet have made no effort whatsoever to like reach out to you in those seasons and say, what can I do? That's your answer, honey. (laughs) So just wanted to confirm that for you. So those are the red flags. Okay. Top three red flags that I have seen in my personal life. And also that I've seen when I look at other friends in my life and the stuff that they put up with and them choosing or being unwilling to step away from friendships that I feel like are hurting them over and over again. And I've made so many of those mistakes. So again, I'm taking responsibility for the fact that we do this, you know, like hurt people hurt people, but healed people can also heal people. But just because someone apologizes or you know, they maybe recognize that they've done something doesn't necessarily mean you have to put them in a position to to keep acting like this over and over again and allow them to treat you in a particular way when you deserve better. So enough with the red flags. I'm going to give you guys some green ones. Okay, here are the top green flags. You see these in a relationship. You're like, I'm going in it for the long haul. They communicate openly and honestly with you. They honor your boundaries. They are the type of friend that is your long-term hype girl. They are self-confident and not needing constant validation from you and other people. They support your personal growth and also want to personally grow themselves. They take personal responsibility. They don't play the blame game. They don't look at things that were your fault. They're more concerned about making the friendship work than letting their pride get in the way and always have to be right in any type of disagreement or conversation. They equally share their heart with you and they allow you to share yours. 
They are present for good and bad moments on both ends. They have healthy hobbies, which means in turn that they're probably going to be a healthier friendship for you as well. They are grounded in their faith and they know who they are. They make you feel amazing when in their space. They use words to build you up. They celebrate your wins big time. And they promote you because you shining brightly only has the effect of making them and giving them permission to shine bright themselves. They're not in competition with you because they know that you were created for such a time as this with your natural giftings just in the same way that they were created for such a time as this, with their giftings. And you're both going to equally use those out in the world today, and they're going to complement each other. And there's so much more good that can be done when you're going to come alongside someone and complement each other's gifts and lift them up. We were made for friendship. So let's start stewarding that well. And here's the thing. True friendship, like Let's talk biblically speaking. True friendship is more like a covenant than a contract. So a lot of times, like, we kind of get in our heads about treating relationships as consumers. Like, we befriend for benefits that we're going to receive. But like a contract, when the relationship doesn't give us the goods that we want, like, we're out of there. But the Bible has shown me time and time again that real friendship is so much more. Truly, the Bible has given us everything that we need to recover a vision for what true friendship should be and really make sure that we're honoring the people that God has placed in our lives. And guess what? You can still heal and love people from from afar. You can lovingly let people go and distance and wish them well and say, good for them, not for me. And I think that that's one of the best acts of self-love that I've ever given myself is to just release with an open hand and just say, you know what? We had a good run, but this isn't a really super healthy relationship or maybe these things that come up or maybe we're growing in different areas and different seasons and it's just not healthy and beneficial for us to be connected in that way anymore. And I just pray for each and every one of you that you would feel the confidence and courage to do that in your life if that's something that you've been putting off. I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I could personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.